Welcome to the Christ-Centered Journey Devotional, a ministry of Christ Center Community Church in Clifton, Illinois. I'm your host, Pastor Dan Shipton, and here's today's devotional. Good morning. Welcome to the Christ-Centered Journey today, and we are glad that you can be with us. And I want to welcome some newer people. I know we've had some visitors in the last few days, and I do appreciate um, those that are coming to visit us, and I hope that God is blessing you wherever you are, and hope that God is blessing you to not only get ministry here, but if you're not in our local area, I hope that God is blessing you to find a local church group or a local Bible study group to be with so that you can be growing in the Lord and also helping to minister to others and carry on the work of the Lord. We are going to be finishing up John chapter 12 today. Uh, John chapter 12 has been packed with a lot of things. We had Lazarus being, um, or Jesus' anointing after Lazarus being raised from the dead. We have the triumphant entry and the response at the temple of the crowds and Jesus overturning the tables, which was a second confrontation with the temple area. And we've had Jesus coming back out of all of that saying that he's going to die. And the, some of the people were understanding and other people were not. And so this is creating some uproar within his people. And of course, John's going to finish this chapter or this section. And while there were not originally chapters, there is a division point that starts here. Because this is kind of like an ending a book ending, if you will, in the middle of a story because John is basically telling us today from verse 37 to 50, this final statement that basically Jesus wants us to believe in him and it takes faith in him and how the Jewish leaders aren't believing. And this is very important to us because from chapter 13, um, to chapter 20 then we get into everything that's surrounding the last supper and the crucifixion and then from 20 on is the resurrection john is really wanting us to understand he spends a lot of time on the details of the death and resurrection of christ because that's what it's all about and so let's just jump in here verse 37 says even after Jesus had done all these miracles, all the miracles, including the miracle of raising Lazarus, in, this, in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. The Lord who has, the Lord who has believed our message, and whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe, because as Isaiah said elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes, deadened their hearts, so they can neither see with their eyes or understand with their hearts or turn, and I would heal them. I'm going to pause there for a moment. Basically, what John is saying is this is fulfilling prophecy that some people are going to be so locked in their ways, they're not going to hear or see the movement of God, even though it's there to save them, and they're going to miss out. And that's exactly what Jesus is going to tell them in a moment. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory. And spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, believed in him. This is the truth. Some of the leaders believed. We talk about Nicodemus and others showing up after Jesus dies to help out, showing that they have a change of heart. But here's the key. But because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear that they would not that they would be put out of the synagogue. For many loved 
praise from men more than praise from God. When Jesus cried out, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. He looked, when he looks at me, he sees one who has sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one would believe in me should stay in darkness. As for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I do not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. That very word which I spoke will condemn, you know, condemn them in the last day. For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say, how to say it, and I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. This has been the message that Jesus started with. This is the message that he had when he met with Nicodemus. He said, you know, except a man be born again. And basically he says he believes. And then verse 17 and 18 and 19 of chapter 3 of John, um, Jesus comes back and he says, hey, I'm not the one who's coming to condemn. The son doesn't come to condemn. It's going to be their own the words that they are rejecting that are going to condemn them. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is, Faith is what saves you, but it's your own faith that's going to condemn you because it's what you choose to believe, what you put your trust in that's going to matter. And as they, as he points out here, John is telling us some of the leaders were even starting to show that they want to believe, they want to follow Christ, but they're afraid they're going to lose the praise of men. Now, I will tell you, we know, those of us that know the end of the story, John, again, is writing so far in into the future, you know, probably 30 years at least into the future or more, to a church that's already been established, to people that already know, many Pharisees did leave. Many Pharisees began to follow Christ. Many Pharisees were the early church leaders. In fact, uh, that's some of the people Paul has some diff difficulties with because they want to keep bringing back the old ways, and he keeps saying, hey, wait a minute, Jesus came to bring us freedom from the old ways, and we need to live in Christ. But I want us to really grasp here, Jesus is laying it down and John is making sure as he's kind of putting this bookend here saying, hey, okay, we're going to have this pause point before I start telling you all about the their death and resurrection of Jesus, which is really where our faith is grounded. He's saying, okay, the ministry is done, but you need to realize many people rejected Jesus, but many people believed. Some of those who believed were afraid of the people around them, like the Pharisees, what the, their friends and others would say, so they were afraid. And Jesus is ending all of this by saying, hey, I want you to believe. I want you to know you can believe. But if you reject the belief, if you don't put your faith in it, if you totally reject it, then, then there's no hope for you. Because it's only by belief that you're going to be saved. And this has been the message that Jesus started with. We see it back in chapter 3 when Nicodemus comes and questions him. And John is saying, okay, the ministry started with this fact that you got to put your faith in Christ. It's ending with your fact that you got to put your faith in Christ. Some did and some didn't. And when it comes to the big picture, that's what's going to matter. Where you put your faith. Do you trust Jesus? Have you put your faith in Jesus? 
because that's what's going to matter in the end. That's what Jesus said. He doesn't want to condemn you. He wants everybody to come to heaven and be with him. But he realizes some people are going to reject that. Some people don't want it. Some people think they can do everything on their own. And Jesus is reminding us one last time that there is a way, and that way is through him. So today I want to challenge you in a couple of ways. First of all, I want to challenge you to think in your own life about your own faith and say, and look at yourself and say, okay, have I put my faith in Christ? Have I put my trust in Jesus? Am I keeping my faith strong in him? Or am I letting what other people think make that decision for me? Pharisees, some of them who wanted to believe were letting other people make that decision. And people still do that today. I hope that you're one of those people who can say, you know what, I, I've looked at the life of Jesus. I've seen that these miracles and why he did these miracles was to attract people to him. I've seen the fact that he is the resurrection and the life. And I want to put my faith in him. And those that already have are saying, I'm, I'm encouraged by this. So as followers of Christ, just as John and others were followers of Christ in their day, we need to ask ourselves, if we're in that camp, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to worry about what people around us think? Because we're in a world where everybody wants to tell you what to think on the internet and other things. Or are you going to keep your faith strong, stand firm in the gospel message, and tell other people what Jesus thinks and how Jesus loves them? How Jesus wants a better life for them, out of sin, out of the things that they're into, and into him. I hope that you fall in that second category. And those of you that are struggling with how to reach out to loved ones, family members, friends, neighbors that you love, we're going to pray for you today. Because I know it's not an easy road. Father, we thank you today for your message. We thank you for Jesus' life that we've been studying and I know we're not done with the book of John, Lord, but we're getting into that part where we get to celebrate what you've done and the death and the resurrection. And I pray, Lord God, that we truly grasp our faith is important and it's needed for this whole process. Forgive us, Lord God, when we doubt. Build us up and build our faith to the point where we can share with our friends and neighbors. And Lord, I pray for those people who are on today and on in the near future throughout the day that hear this message that say, you know, I have some people in my life that I want to reach out to. I know some friends, some neighbors, some family members who don't know you and haven't put their faith in you. And I really need you to help us, Lord, to understand how to talk to them. I pray you give them wisdom. I pray you give them the words. I pray you give them the compassion that you had for us so that we can compassionately reach them. I pray that you will bless this weekend that's coming up and bless us this day. Take care of family needs, take care of financial needs, protect the people who are out there in the world, protect our schools, especially in our local area, uh, wrapping up before spring break, protect people working in hospitals and, on, and out in the frontline workers. We pray your protection, Lord God, in all ways. And if there's anybody out there with real needs, we lay them before you for jobs, for security, for healing. Help us, Lord God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it is Friday, and I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that God blesses your weekend. And as always, I hope that you find a place to worship, and I hope that God blesses you and your <clears throat> local church, your local ministry where you worship. And if you don't have one, you can always join us here on Sunday mornings around 10.30. We go live. If you're in the Clifton area in Illinois, 
We meet right now at our parsonage as we're still trying to get our building built. And this Sunday we're currently meeting in our parsonage. And we meet about 1020 for fellowship leading into worship. So I hope that God blesses you. And uh, keep in mind, we're going to have an Easter outreach a week from Sunday. This Sunday is going to be good in church, too, because uh, it's Palm Sunday. So we're going to be talking about that triumphant entry once again. But we're going to be looking at one of the other books of the Bible. And we're going to be looking at uh, more in depth a little bit of what was going on and what Jesus was doing. So I pray that God blesses you today, that you can carry those blessings to others, and that you will share Jesus wherever you can. And be compassionate to your friends and neighbors and share the love just as he has loved you. Pass that love on to others. God bless you on your journey with Christ. Thank you for joining us for today's Christ-Centered Journey Devotional, a ministry of Christ Center Community Church in Clifton, Illinois. We meet Sundays at 1020 and go online live at YouTube and Facebook at about 10.30 each Sunday morning. For more information on our church or how you can help us financially, please visit ChristCenterCommunity.org. May God bless you on your journey with Jesus.